Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. And Jas, what did we do last time? Yeah. Weren't we around the, the Dueling Peaks the last time? If I remember. Like, What's the one? I don't remember. There we go. I was right. So you do remember, liar. <laughs> Jay, what are we going to do? This week. Well, I would never lie to you. I'm going to tell you that we are going to be progressing towards Hateno Village and finding out what the Mushroom Madness is all about. But uh, We left off last week, as Jas said, at the Dueling Peaks stable. Yes. So we're pretty close to Hateno Village. Yeah, I was like, having a look at the map. Like, it feels further than it is, but it's really not if you kind of go through Fort Hateno. Like, it's just a short horse journey away, pretty much, right? Yeah. There are bits and bobs there. Um, If you decide to go off the path, you can find some other adventures. But if you just follow the road, you can get to Hateno, no problemo. Get off the road! <laughs> <laughs> Something I didn't include in the doc, but I want to mention real quick. Mm-hmm. Down in Babinga Forest. D- yes. <laughs> um, which, for reasons we'll get into later, I had to go searching mushrooms. Right? Is that what you're saying? Um, I found there's a really unique Korok. Oh, yeah? I haven't seen any others of that one yet. Yeah, there's like um, like a dandelion on a rock. And you have to blow it off with some wind, and then while it's flying, shoot it out of the air. I've had loads of them. There's oh, like catch I've seen them about, but I don't think yeah. I've ever done any of them. <laughs> like, they're the same like the red arrow like, puzzle. Was, like, you couldn't figure it out, so I like, just moved on. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen quite a few of the dandelion ones. Like, the red arrow one is well, quite rare. But, yeah. Well, at least we can say it's the first one we've covered on this pod. True. I haven't really spoken about Koroks really in general. I guess because there's just so well, many. I, I have. I've tried to bring them up if there's a unique one. Yeah, I suppose. Like early on, we talked about a couple of the I need to get to my friend ones. Yeah. But they're all much of a muchness eventually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this whole kind of um, like ash swamp, blatchery plain leading up to Fort Hateno itself, um, it all reminds me of like there's a map in Hyrule Warriors Stage of Calamity. That pretty much just encompasses this whole area and like involves um like loads of guardians coming down to attack Fort Hateno and you're just kind of holding the line. It's a fun, fun mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that's also a scene you can literally see. In, yeah. Um, so like The Breath you, of the Wild memories. You you play through the I suppose the the good version of that in uh, Age of Calamity, whereas in uh in Breath of the Wild, like it ends quite badly, and that's where Link pretty that's much That's basically gets, where Link falls, yeah. Yeah, he gets like mortally wounded there and has to get taken to the Shrine of Resurrection, right? Yep. Well, actually, while we're briefly mentioning Guardians and Shrine of ah, Resurrection, yes, stuff, yes. Shall we talk about the current Zelda lore controversy? <laughs> yeah, I was I'm glad you remembered that. I was I, mean, I was planning to bring it up, but I'm glad you remembered. Uh, yeah, um, I'll tell you what, shall I pull up the actual the quote and uh, sure. we'll read it out on the pod, just in case there's anybody that haven't, uh, isn't aware of it. I presume you've seen this, Jas, yeah? What you're talking about, like, in code, like, that doesn't ring a bell, but I probably have. Okay. Basically, um, so, someone asked in an interview, they asked the producer yeah, they asked why... Yeah, Fuji- Fujibayashi, why oh, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. no... Guardians yeah. and such and like Sheikah Tech and he said um, they disappeared after the calamity was defeated all of the people of Hyrule also witnessed this but there is no one who knows the mechanism or reason why they disappeared and it is considered a mystery it is believed that since the calamity disappeared they also disappeared as their role had been fulfilled it is anyway commonplace for mysterious events and strange phenomena to occur in Hyrule. Thus, people have simply assumed the reason behind the disappearance to likely to be related to ancient Sheikah technology, and it seems that there is no one who has tried to explore the matter further. 
<laughs> Basically, the equivalent of a wizard did it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That people are taking it like so seriously, and I because the um, the Hyrule Field Report Twitter account just follows a bunch of Zelda accounts. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously not people I would actually talk too much in day-to-day life because it's just like, oh, this just shows they don't take the story seriously, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, he gave a, pulled an answer out of his butt during an interview. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will say, like, my headcanon for it is that they were all stripped for parts and used in, like, the, the Skyview Towers and, and things like that. Like, yeah. That's... yeah, we mentioned but that I, I don't the think previous it's... episode, didn't we? Yeah, like I don't think it's unreasonable to assume like the likes of the like the the Sheikah towers and such like descended back into the earth. Um, yeah, the shrines and the shrines and stuff like that. But the guardians and such, like I'm sure they, they would like mm-hmm. literally see guardian hands in the Skyview towers. Yeah, because you'd right? seen so, like ruined. There was like yeah. ruined like guardians themselves already there, like from previous battle yeah. in Breath of the Wild. So yeah so it's not mm-hmm. uh, like that bad to think that they would be stripped for parts but uh yeah also like, like though like the a wizard did it or like a wizard robe it would be like that's why they're talking about <laughs> the man like yeah it's like making technology disappear like that's like that's the thing with the hands Giggled okay. in. after what happened in breath of the wild as soon as the guardians went inactive you would want to take them apart right oh definitely yeah. you wouldn't like... you would not risk leaving those things lying around <laughs> Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Nintendo, for depending on your stance, for better or worse, have always been a gameplay first company, right? So, like, but even my... even if you're not talking gameplay first, I think Zelda is vibes first. It's not mm-hmm. about complex stories and lore. It's about just the feeling of exploring. So they're not going to worry too much about a detail like that. Yeah. If their actual their thought process is. Well, that's Breath of the Wild's thing. We want to have a different thing in this. Yeah. Because it would have been too complex if there was loads of Sheikah technology around and all the Zonai technology around. Well, I said, like, they want you to focus on the Zonai technology and Tears of the Kingdom, so... Just sounds yeah. like the players kind of yeah. being greedy, like, or wanting a reason, or, like, wanting, like, the Guardians and Sheikah technology to be there so they can combine it with the Zonai stuff and, like, make a crazier, like, device to build or, like, yeah, I'd like... to fly. It's not, I wouldn't necessarily say it's greedy. Like it, it mm. would be reasonable to want them to give you like a little throwaway line or whatever. Yeah. But uh, we hate this. Happen- this came up a couple episodes ago. I just don't have it in me to care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm fine with it as it is. Would I have liked it if they thrown a little line in there? Sure. But I'm not bothered that they haven't. The only line that does make me kind of raise an eyebrow than what he said is that there is no one who tried to explore the matter further because I'm not buying <laughs> that the likes of, you know, Pura didn't go away. What the, what okay, the hell? Oh, <laughs> I think there's some subtext to that line, which is shut up and don't worry <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, 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 exactly. You should not try to explore it any further. <laughs> exactly. Is what he's, saying. Like, he's, exactly. Given a, he's given a reason like, and just like he's basically going, you didn't really think of that and then he just thought up, thought up something like on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But like, and then even with that, like a little bit of the humour shows through where he's like, oh yeah, everyone witnessed it, but you know, they're used to weird things happening <laughs> yeah. in Hyrule. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a list of land where like dragons float through the sky and nobody really bats an eyelid, so yeah. Well, we've got that one covered. Let's never talk about it again. <laughs> Much like, I'm sure, Fujibayashi will never talk about it again. Yeah, he doesn't seem that bothered. Nope. Um, but, yeah, like speaking of Hyrule Warriors, we do have another opportunity to join up with the uh, Monster Control Squad. Monster Extermination Squad, I forget what they're called. I think that's probably right. Uh, and it's specifically... Yeah, yeah, there we go. I was half right. <laughs> You're one of the words, right? Yeah. Um, it's actually Hawes who is the yeah. leader that we saw in Hyrule Field initially. Technically, this is the first one you should do, like after the one in Central Hyrule as well. Uh, yeah, because that's the one you'll get a quest marker for. You'll know where to go. Um, whereas mm-hmm. the others, you're just you'd have to speak to the coordinator back at 
um, lookout landing, right? Yeah. Correct. But yeah, this one... Um... This is a very cool one because it's an obvious little set-piece location, right? You're storming the fort. Yeah, that's it. So it's uh, pretty cool. I think the monsters are a bit tougher this time as well. Like there's blue and black the goblins and things like that amongst the it's not just the the reds this time and even without the monsters being tough they're like they're in a position that makes them a bit tougher to fight because they've got the the barricades and siege defenses and stuff in between them yeah yeah that's it but uh yeah this is the first like the spikes that they have set up there a couple of times (laughs) yeah yep But this is uh this is the first one that you can actually finish and you see the cycle that these the monster control crew has to go through. Um because they'll now go back to base camp until the blood moon rises again. So Yeah. Could they not just um plant a load of bombs and then as soon as the blood moon happens detonate them? They so could do. Would be a good idea. They could do that, bombs for that. Eh? Unfortunately, on the monster control uh, crew, it seems that there's no one who has tried to explore the matter further. Yeah. Also, there seems to be no one who's armed with anything more than like a broom. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> a cooking pot as a helmet. I don't think they have access to a lot of explosives. No. But yeah, if you pass through Fort Hateno after you help out these guys, it's pretty much a straight shot to Hateno Village. There's a couple of things off the beaten path that might be of interest. Um, there's a cave, Rob Red drop-off cave, which is actually one of the um, Mesco's armour caves. You can get the Barbarian Helm in there. Which is, I think, quite a useful armour piece. I think it's the one that gives you the attack up. Is that right? Yeah, it is. There's a. I used it a little bit in Breath of the Wild as well. Mm-hmm. I usually wouldn't choose attack up in this game because, like, my armor is where all my defense is coming from. So I'd usually rather have defensive armor and then just good weapons. Yeah, I mm. guess. But yeah, early game it can be useful if you're just taking out some basic moblins and you just want to get through them quickly. But this is the sort of stuff like you're. You know, people that are yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're like a, the speedrunner guys who yeah. take out a Hynox Lionel in like three seconds, yeah, this is definitely sort of set. My mouth got confused there between Lionel and Hynox, so that's why it took me. <laughs> or both. <laughs> um, also, you, it's not marked on the map, but you do pass like a little, um, like horse prairie training course thing. Um, it's like a little loop that you can go around. I can't remember what it's actually called. It's annoying it's not marked on the interactive map there, but um it is like it's like a, there's a gloom hand that spawns there as well. It's by like camphor pond. Hmm. Yeah, I think you mentioned this gloom hand last week, but it was not in the swamp you were saying it's actually in this swamp. Oh okay. And yeah I remember this one. Um I th- I don't know if I... Yeah, I think I must have killed it by now. But I think this is one that I did fight early on, mm. pre-knowing how to kill them, basically. But yeah, this, uh... It's where you used to have the... Um, is it not in the spot where the... The horse riding minigame used to be? Is now just a Gloomhand encounter. I thought the horse riding minigame was down by um, the Highland Stable. I think there is one, but that little loop in the road, is it not called, like, horse riding... Centre or something like that, yeah. It's got a name, yeah. But yeah, maybe it was never actually a playable location. But uh, yeah, past the horse riding centre, <laughs> continue down the road, and we'll eventually reach Hateno Village. Yes. Which has um, 
lots of mushroom sculptures and such dotted around. Yeah, we were talking with the Goron City, like trying to remember what's new and what's old. It's pretty obvious what's changed in. Um... I don't know where I'm getting it that it's, it has some sort of horse riding name because now I can't see it on my in-game map or the Tears of the Kingdom map oh, on the website. So I might have just made maybe it did in Breath of the Wild. Possibly. Oh, I think yeah. I'm just being a. I just made that up because it's a circle. <laughs> <laughs> What's your source? I made it a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and no one chose to investigate further. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you said we won't want to talk about that again. <laughs> Sorry, I think we've both referenced it now. I don't think it. Yeah, I, I only did it because Jade did it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we were talking with the Garon village. It's not that easy to see what's changed since mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. It's very easy to see what's changed in Hatena village. Yeah, like <laughs> they've gone mushroom mad. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a, a mushroom kingdom now. That it is. That it is. And their uh, their very own Princess Peach has opened up a fashion store. Um, Whoa! Don't you take that name in vain. <laughs> Uh, CC, her name is in, in Zelda. It's opened yes. Ventist Clothing Boutique, rather. So I think this probably was the clothing shop when you came here in Breath of the Wild, right? Uh... Yeah, I sh- again, should have checked this stuff. Let me tell oh, you yeah. that <laughs> you would be... Isn't it connected to the dye shop? It was... The dye still here, yeah, yeah across yeah, the street. Right, yeah. yeah, it was. It was always a. Clo- it was always called Ventus Clothing Boutique, but um. Yeah. It's. Uh, CC was away studying. Yeah, it was all. It was a bit more. Basic. <laughs> yeah, I think you could buy like the armor there. Oh, the, 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 um, the basic. The Hellion tunic. Hood and pants and yeah. yeah that's it. The one that we all bought and dyed green at the start of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I dyed it uh, light blue. I wanted the champion's tunic. <laughs> well, in, Breath, I, in Breath of the Wild, I didn't know I wanted that when I first started playing the game. I, did, I definitely dyed it blue in, um, in Tears of the Kingdom. In Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was always inclination, because there's the dye shop in the in the village, that, you know, this is... You know, a village with some ties to fashion, but they, they, they mm. took it to a whole new level with this one. Well, um, this area with its dye is responsible for the uh, the infamous Breath, Breath of the Wild novel incident that we talked about. On oh, the yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with this, Jess? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so there was a novel that came out in, by the very author of Boy in the Striped Pajamas. He wrote a, like a historical fantasy or whatever novel right. called A Traveller at the Gates of Wisdom. And there's a bit in it where a character talks about making red dye. But the quote is like, oh, In making my dye, I employed spicy pepper. The tale of the red Lizalfos and four Hillian shrooms. Because he just quickly googled how to make red dye. And copied <laughs> what he found in Google, not realising it was from a video game. <laughs> Brilliant. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, once the book came out, people noticed it and it went all over Reddit and Twitter and whatnot. Before we dive into Hateno and get into the specifics of what's going on here. Shall we talk about the uh, the shrine that's present here? Yeah, there's always a shrine. There's always a shrine. Uh, Zanmik Shrine. Also known as Scoop It Out. Scoop It Out. Well, another scoop bit. This is... Oh, yes. This is the one where there's like a big spinning wheel with loads of balls and you need to like attach bits to the wheel or attach the balls to the wheel if you want to be boring and then um, you'll be able to eventually find 
like one of the you need to get one of the orbs. Well, like double boring because I attach like the, like, the little metal plate to the spinning wheel mm-hmm. and then just attach the ball to the metal plate. Yeah. And then activated like the uh-huh. electricity and it makes it turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also piece. a chest buried amongst all yeah. the balls that if you really you'll know, get you'll know, scoop scoop them all out, then eventually you'll get that as well. But yeah, this was a fun one. One that I think even though I had the solution, I just wanted to play around with it for, for longer because yeah. it was it was fun to do. My main memory of this one is just that it kept breaking. Mm, yeah. Uh, you had, yeah. I, I had to align it well. just right or it would hit something at the wrong angle and break off. Mm-hmm. I did do it. I, not like I was there for hours and hours, but yeah, that was my memory of that one. But yeah, it's it's no it's no scoop on the car bit. It is no scoop on the car, correct. And there's actually there's two count them two shrines in this village, but I guess what? we'll get to the other one when we move up later on. Yeah. I was just reading about total side note here about because it spoke about how the chest in this the loot depends on the world level and it's actually a link to a world level page and i just saw oh, cool. that the world level was based on the number of um dungeons and main bosses you've beat mm. but apparently there's this invisible point system oh um, yeah yeah i know that was the case in breath of the wild for when your enemies start changing color yeah mm. and it's still the case like you get so many points per like obviously the main bosses are worth the most, but like if you were going around hunting all the all the Gleox, for example, then it would level the world would level up really quickly, and mm-hmm. like the enemies start getting replaced once you hit a certain tier of um you know points on the on the on the board, and then this also up updates the loot you get and and so on as well. So it's uh. Yeah, I didn't know it was. It's actually... basically an in- invisible like um, experience points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind the scenes, because I've seen videos where um, they'll like show a Lionel walk away so it respawns, like kill one more like Bacoblin or whatever to get themselves over the limit, and then go back and respawn it, and it's changed color. And apparently, there's also like modifiers on the amount of points the enemies give depending on how you kill them. So if you do a yeah, if you like. Perfect dodge. The guardian arrow or whatever, yeah. No, 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 it's not that. It's based on like the advanced techniques. So it's it's oh, like cool. the parries, the the perfect dodges, um getting headshots like a critical hit. Mm-hmm. It'll cause like a hundred percent multiplier or fifty percent multiplier. So yeah, that's uh, so yeah, that that's smart. Well, it it sounds like a bit more hit. complex than I, than I actually thought it was. I just assumed where you're playing through it, it's like it's based off basically <laughs> what you were fighting mostly because that's what it seems like to me like as you're going through the game I think that's the core that's the main thing yeah yeah that's the core I, I know like in my but... playthrough like I ended up with like a bun- an abundance of silver bacoblins and had a bunch of silver bacoblin horns because of it mm-hmm. which just like they don't look like the best they're not like the best horn to put on the end of a weapon if you weren't a good looking weapon but they're at least at least they're they're strong yeah yeah, cool. Anyway, little side note, but back to Hateno. Yes, so pretty soon after we arrive, we get the beginnings of what seems like it's going to be more of like a Western RPG style little side story. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think you really have as much decision making as you would in like a Bioware game or something. No. <laughs> But we, uh, yeah, so we have in the fashion shop, there's Cece, who is responsible for transforming Hatano Village into this mushroom um, place. Yes. Without giving too much opinion on it. (laughs) And uh, she's at odds with the current mayor, Reed, who would prefer to keep things as they have always been more traditionally. Yes. And uh, first time you walk into the clothing shop, um, there's a big crowd gathered around because she's 
people are you know mad for her fashion and that's why you're seeing all these mushroom travelers walking around the world this is this is the secret of mushroom madness it's cc um and her fashion um but you get priority treatment i think the girl recognizes the like the shop assistant recognizes you and lets you in and um when you're speaking to cc the mayor bursts through the door and he's he's saying look what you're doing to a town village we are a quiet place we're a farming village and this is i hate this and um cc pretty much says well i think it's time for change actually and she calls for a, a mayoral election to challenge the the mayorship for for reed and um after reed leaves the the place you get the first quest and what is a fairly lengthy question actually for revolving around the town village um and this mayoral election and the first quest is uh team cc or team reed bring us back to the days of twilight <laughs> and um oh, I, I was thinking twilight princess and i was like what no. I was that... <laughs> i'm talking about team edward and team jacob now i get you it. now yes <laughs> Um, but yeah, CC one. Uh, I was always team Bella go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, poor girl, poor, poor girl. <laughs> but uh, yeah, CC wants you to give <laughs> give mushrooms to the to some of Reed supporters, um, the ones that aren't wearing the mushroom hats around town, and she thinks, yeah, that'll win them over. <laughs> um. Whereas uh, I think you have to, yeah, you have to. You don't think there's another choice for this first one. Yeah, I I put it off because I wanted to see if it like if Reed would ask me to do one instead. Yeah, and I thought maybe there's gonna be like a, oh, pick which one you help. Yeah, um, but then I put it off for so long, I forgot about it, and I cooked all the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to go out and find more to actually finish the game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the same situation. And you only buy three so at a time from the store. I was down in like the 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 Ginner Woods looking for like mushrooms to like find because I didn't want to travel too far away. Spent an absolute age trying to get eight mushrooms. Yeah, well, that's why I was down in Babinga Woods wandering around and found that Korok because ah. I was just going up the trees looking for I know mushrooms. You could, you could buy some in the shop. There's like some. You can only buy three at a time. Yeah, three, but yeah, like there was no way. Like I couldn't figure out a way to like reset the day quickly enough. I got. I luckily I got a blood moon pretty pretty shortly after, and that reset them. But yes. Uh, but you can still help out. Um, Honestly, I think it would be very link behavior to just like be like, I don't want to do that, and eat all the mushrooms. <laughs> Um, so you can't even after you, before finishing the mushroom quest, um, you can still help out Reed by taking up his quest, which is a new signature food. Um, and uh, Reed, what he wants to do to kind of gather support for the election is he wants to bring back, you know, a, a food that he can remember from years ago um, that nobody's tried in years, kind of drum up some some you know fresh support for Hateno but something that still sticks to their roots and he remembers that his grandfather worked with someone in the village to create this special food and um, he doesn't remember who or where it was and you actually have to complete another quest to further this one which is um, well a bit further up the if you kind of go up towards Robbie's lab which will We'll get to later. Um, there's a farm, Hateno Pasture, a bit further up um, the hill. And there's a quest there called A Letter to Coyin, who is uh, a farmer and she's dropped a, le- a message bottle <laughs> containing a letter from her great-grandfather into a pond, which begs the question, why? <laughs> why, is, why did this happen? <laughs> 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 I think she couldn't get it open and she got frustrated and threw it in there and now she regrets it. I like that thinking. 
I, I, I was thinking she's more a clutch. No, or this. this was Ganondorf. <laughs> yeah, that's, he's he's got bored of giving those foodies a sore belly, and he like, as she was trying to open the the bottle one day, he was like behind a tree, and he he blew a gust of wind, and she dropped the dropped the bottle. Actually, <laughs> the most believable explanation we'll get to him later, but Manny found it, assumed it was a love letter to his crush, and threw it in the lake maliciously. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that character. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that the most. <laughs> um, but yes, she can't swim. She needs Link to get the bottle, so you can. Um, I think you need to get a raft to get it. There's probably various ways you can use Ultra Hand and Fuse to. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I whacked two logs together, floated out, and used Ultra Hand. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure um, chop down some trees, like connected them together, and just use it as a little kind of ultra hand fishing hook. I like that. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's not actually like an item that you can collect and hold in your bag. It is like a fusible item yeah, you... itself. Mm-hmm. You need to drop the bottle itself in front of her to progress the quest. And yeah, um... I'm gonna do a challenge run where I fight the final boss with um, a bottle on a stick. That's my <laughs> <word>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she says, oh, thanks for that. I'm going to read the letter, and if you come back to my house later, I'll uh, give you a reward. And if you do return later, she'll um, she'll give you some Hiteno cheese, because the, the, the message of the bottle described the way how to a cheese-making recipe. And she says, that's going to be the farm's new signature product. And she opens up the, the cheese shop and... Uh, revolutionizes Hillian cuisine forever because I'm pretty sure after this you can then make pizza as a recipe. <laughs> so. But also her business model doesn't make sense because oh no, no yeah you can buy the cheese for money but she will also trade it for milk. Yes. I for, yeah but the first time I spoke to her I forgot that you have to walk up to the items to buy them. So I was like you're you're just trading cheese for milk you're not Making any profit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I assume others are um, others. Maybe don't get that special treatment. Um, mm. But yes, going back to the new signature food that uh, Reed was looking for, it's cheese. And the uh, once you give him some, he's really happy, and he thinks this will help swing the election for him. So there you go. And I think with that, it's not just available at the pasture, but also at the general store and some merchants sell it now as well, showing that they are exporting mm-hmm. it around the world too, which is a neat touch. Yeah. And there's also, we didn't mention it, there's two other quests yes. as part of the uh, the little election going on. So just as a side note, you actually have to do all four of these quests before the election even begins. So Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the both CC's sister and Reed's wife will come to you in confidence mm-hmm. and tell you that they've been sneaking out at night and they want you mm-hmm. to follow them and find out what they're getting up to. Yes. Uh, and I completed these two before I found the signature food or the finished giving out the mushrooms. Uh, so which I, like I think is probably the right way around because these... Sort of reveal. Well, no, I guess both ways make sense, story-wise. Yeah. yeah, I like I like doing it the other way, and then finding out that what's actually going on. They're actually not so different. Yeah. So Cece, if because... you follow her, she's in like a silo, and uh, you'll peek in, and you'll see she's just munching a big pile of carrots. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny, fun little um... moment though, like where you're kind of. Little stealth set you're like, and almost you're like you're sneaking kind of, up in the rafters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sneaking like falling or through the village till she gets to the silo and then you're like you find your way up with a send, I think, to the top. See mm-hmm. doing these quests and this whole whole this whole quest line itself and just the whole vibe of a terror village, I really got a flashback to some of the quests and the whole vibe of um Windfall in the Wind Waker. Like, it just reminded me so much of that. Like, and I'm pretty sure there's a quest where you follow somebody through the streets of Windfall as well, and mm. they maybe had a secret and things like that as well. It just, it, it really just garnered a lot of that 
that feeling from oh, yeah, it's it's the playful like village scene part of Zelda, which oh, well, Breath of the Wild did have some of it. It was all in Kakariko Village. Yeah, but was, not like, to the same degree. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like this really full. Yeah, it's all very intertwined and it's all very pastoral and like low stakes. Because I think in Kakariko Village, even though it was like sneaking around at night in a village, I think it was like, oh, we think someone might be a baddie or whatever. Yeah, it and the fact just... that it was so tied to the main plot as well, like that's where Impa was, yeah. and you know, it was a place that you had to visit and explore. Where this and Windfall as well, to be fair, like Windfall, really, all you need to do there in the main in the main story of Wind Waker is you get the sail and you can bugger off again, right? But yeah. There's so much more there that you can explore. Hateno, you don't even need to really go to Hateno at all. Um, Other than maybe popping up to Robbie's lab. Yeah, but again... And even then, yeah, that's all optional, because you know I skipped loads of um, yeah. poor pad gadgets initially for like I never told you, did I, like how I arrived the first time I arrived in Hateno Village. I had a weird no, kind of like, elaborate motorbike like set up for like a zone device and like it just it was like all over the place the thing would break every time like I could travel like five yards and then it would break turn a corner and it would break and it kind of broke down halfway into Hateno Village and I just sat there for like 10 minutes trying to rebuild this thing before I spoke to anybody about the these side quests <laughs> That's a very like start of like of a film where you know the mysterious adventurer he breaks his 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 vehicle breaks down in the the pastoral village, but he grows to love. The I think village. I kind of added to, added to the whole kind of fun vibe of like these side quests like in my head because like obviously like the, like I said like the way I arrived and I was just like you know the way the NPCs react as well when you're like ultra handing stuff about. Yeah. So everybody <laughs> was just going crazy. I'm like in the middle of a Teno village, like trying to rebuild my motorbike. Oh, there'd be that big, that big bloody crowd in front of the clothes yeah. shop as well. <laughs> then, like, I think I just eventually gave up, and I was like, "That's that's not working anymore." It's like been that, been that idea. Let's go on with doing the side quests. But yeah, speaking of the side quests, um, Cece obviously she loves, she's eating carrots because she she does actually enjoy the. The traditional vibes of Hateno Village deep down, even though our mayoral platform is running opposed to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reed's secret is that he's um, he's writing a diary and he's making plans of a for a new type of pumpkin, but one that uses the the that gets wants to like merge with some of the vibes and aesthetics of CC's clothing lines. Um, so he's trying to develop a new type of vegetable that's going to be a shocking departure from the traditions of of uh, Hateno. So when I heard that, it just reminded yeah. me of like the the tomato from The Simpsons. Tomato, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, brilliant. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of like. When was the last time you encountered a new vegetable? What do you mean? Like one that nobody's ever discovered before or one that you've just not tried? <laughs> one that you hadn't tried. Um, I think I had, Goya, I had Goya for the first time recently. And it is exactly as gross as all my students told me it was. See, bitter gourd or bitter melon as people call it. We're not that adventurous up here in Scotland when it comes yeah. to veg. That's true. <laughs> I should rephrase. When was the last time you ate a vegetable? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had uh, <laughs> It's really funny. Genuinely a sausage supper. <laughs> yeah, which is, uh, for international listeners, a sa- sausage and chips. Battered oh, and fried. Battered sausage and fried. <laughs> I mean, I love me a battered sausage and chip, but you didn't even put some mushy peas on the side. <laughs> mushy peas, I think. I, I don't think it's a Scottish thing, really. I always yeah, think that's really more English. No, it, but you can, yeah. they don't have it in your chippies? They do, but it's not commonly ordered. Yeah. I see. 
I mean, I don't often order it either. If I go to the chippy, it's not because I'm planning on eating vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think the last vegetables I went out of my way to eat was some baked beans, so... (laughs) Are they not a pulse? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. So after you finish these four quests, you can then begin the election, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's it's a cute little scene you get. You get them both giving their kind of speeches in front of the the eternal populace, and during their speeches, it, their their secrets kind of are come to light and. They realise that they aren't so different all along and they decide that... Well, Cece decides to drop out of the race, but she's going to lend her support to Reed to make Ateno the the best village it possibly can be. Mm. So it's a... It's a cute little story. Um, Quite moralistic for a Zelda story in a lot of ways. I liked it. A little bit. It is. But like I said, when you first show up and start this quest... Having played, you know, other video games, mm. it does feel like it's going to give you more of a choice than it actually does. Yeah, but does Zelda ever do that? No, no, but Zelda never did open world before Breath of the Wild. Uh, well, okay, yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Like, you know, they clearly have taken some lessons from, like, Western games yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like I said, mm. like I saying before, like, honestly, did, like, when... Like that's why I left it for so long. Like you were saying before, like I honestly thought I was going to get like some sort of choice that would shape how like Hateno Village would ultimately look, like by like the end of the quest. Like, what yeah. would you? Yeah, pick? doesn't do that. That's the question. If you had the choice, would you have got rid of the mushroom aesthetics and stayed to tradition, or would you have lent full mushroom? I th- I think I would have gone essentially team read mm-hmm. just because i th- i think cc's whole shtick is kind of obnoxious <laughs> like I, th- I don't think that mushroom stuff looks good except on the little way <laughs> i don't uh, think it's doing this village any favors it looks pretty good on the goddess statue the, the, ha- that. the goddess statue <laughs> and like the, the village is like surrounded by you've got a little mushroom hat yeah love that so it looks anti-progress, that's what we heard from that. Good. <laughs> Body holds traditional values, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh yep. yes. Um you Big do Tory, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Um you do get some neat rewards. Um you get <laughs> you get the CC hat, which is Quite possibly the most ridiculous piece of uh, headwear you can get in the game, which gives like this this pink mushroom wig thing that covers his eyes, and this ludicrous hat. But, Doesn't it also basically add makeup to his face does, when yeah. he wears it? Uh, yes, it does. He gets uh, gets blue lipstick. Or is it blue? Uh, blue lipstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but uh, you also get the ability to kind of alter some of your armor, so you can actually put the hood down on the Hillian yes. tunic. The way it should always be. I did, I did use that for quite a while, so I kept. I, I quite liked it because in Breath of the Wild, when it was up, like Link probably didn't want to be seen because mm. you know the, you know it's a dangerous world. The Yigas are still out there, whereas in this, the Tears of the Kingdom, everyone knows who he is. Doesn't need to have his hood up. But yeah. And also it means that you could recreate the link on the box. You can. I saw. I remember seeing a um, tier list on. Sorry, I'm gonna do it. All the FromSoft games. Yeah, someone there had ranked we go. them. How quickly can you get the guy on the box? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a couple of them. That's a starting armor you can choose. Like Sekiro, you just are that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and like one or two of them, the guy on the box is actually armor you can't get till like the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, I think Elden Ring's like that. So I'm pretty sure yeah. they've 
the the one in the box is like Millennia's armor or something like that. But yeah. And then yeah, Dark Souls three, it's like the final boss as well. This one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, probably the I would say outside of the 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 main Hateno Village quest, which is the mere mere quest we've just went through, I'd say probably one of the other big points of attraction is well revisiting Link's house from Breath of the Wild. Doesn't really his house anymore. <laughs> No. Well, yeah, classic. Girlfriend moves in. Boy's got to put away all his stuff. Bloody yeah. hell. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, yeah, it's now Zelda's house. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, which, um, it's never out and, right, out and out explicitly stated that Link and Zelda are an item, but this is probably one of the biggest signs, right? If you want to, if you want to believe that, this is probably. You could read it either way because you could say they're living together, but also it's very much Zelda's house. There's basically nothing Link there, and I yeah. think we said this before. I could fully believe that Link's just like, oh yeah, you can have my house. I never sleep in my house. <laughs> yeah. I just sleep on the road, man. <laughs> yeah. I can also believe that. Like, that's how he lives his life. <laughs> I mean. There's still signs that she does live there, though, because, well, in the back of the house, you'll find Zelda's secret well, which if you uh, if you pop down there, um, there's like a diary which um, talks about, uh, she talks about how, like, she was she washes Zelda's clothes, it washes Link's clothes and things like that, so I think it's still implied that yeah, Zelda is he the does boy, live gee. there. <laughs> yes. Why can't Metroid crawl? <laughs> <laughs> but it also gives us uh, a quest which, on this podcast, we probably won't speak about for a while. But I I decided to go and pop it and do this pretty earlier than I should have done. Where Zelda talks about that the old champion's tunic was getting a bit ratty and disgusting. And she wanted to give Link a surprise and get him a new and improved champion's tunic. So for some reason she she hides it within the well. throne room in Hyrule Castle, <laughs> and and she talks about it in the secret well, but yeah. she hides it in Hyrule Castle in the throne room, and just says the torches are the key, and Link won't realise that that is the case, even though Link probably would realise that that's the case. Yes. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Remember that when she did this, Hyrule Castle wasn't flying in the sky. True. I do think it's interesting that she hasn't chosen to go back and live in the castle. Bad memories. She, Bad memories. She doesn't she was have living, this, she she doesn't was have the staff to maintain a castle, I don't think. She was also basically living there for a hundred years, <laughs> if you look at it that way. Yeah, I don't know how how conscious women are. It's still kind of it's still kind of a broken, like and dilapidated castle as well, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not Yeah. It's not like a yeah. rebuilt. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not. Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Plus, I think she's the sort of monarch leader that wanted to be in amongst the people, which is also, I suppose, evidenced by her one of the biggest marks she's left on the Terror Village, which we'll get to shortly as well. Like she wants to be out in the world making a difference, rather than living in a castle. But uh, yes, we'll both. We'll, well, yeah, it's probably, it's a good sign of her character, right? That she hasn't prioritized rebuilding her castle. Correct. That she's yeah. doing things for the people first. Yeah. But um, yes, you can also get. Uh, um, there's a chest down here where you can get a well-worn hairband. Which um, going back to what we were saying, I think we said this like back in maybe the first episode that Link's hair had grown longer, and I think it maybe it is yeah. a little bit longer, but it's also because he just he didn't have his hairband any longer, right? Like that's a big factor. Mm-hmm. But you can uh, you can get this, and it gives him his Breath of the Wild hairdo, right? So yeah, well, I think it's still a little longer than the Breath of the Wild hair, but yeah, yeah. Oh, no defense on that thing though. There isn't no, you can't upgrade it, so it's more just a cosmetic thing and. If you want, like the Breath yeah. of the Wild look, and that's what your link looks like. 
That's what you would go with, I guess. Well, yeah, Breath of the Wild, I usually wasn't wearing a helmet, so... It's uh, a cute touch. If you speak to Pura while you're wearing it, she'll actually recognise the hairband and she, she dubs it a, a classic look for Link. Yeah. Which is. It is at this point. It wasn't mm-hmm. when Breath of the Wild came out. <laughs> True. Apart from the old armours, have you found a version of just like the Link outfit in this one? I know in Breath of the Wild it's what you've got for doing all the shrines. Do you mean like the like the tunic? Yeah, like a tunic and hat. And you're not meaning like the like the the for example the Yeah, like, not, not like, like the... I know you can get like an Ocarina of Time one and a Skyward Sword one or whatever. But in Breath of the Wild, there was actually a new version of it which you could get once you got all the shrines, the right? The Tunic of the Wild, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's in Tears of that's the Kingdom still as well. Tears of the Kingdom as well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which doesn't look that to me. By the time I got like it in Breath of the Wild, it felt... Oh, no, it's not really. And I remember by the time I got it, it was like, no, this doesn't feel like Link's outfit anymore in this game. Mm. They're, um, I mean, if you want, might not ever speak about it, so I'll just mention it just now. You, they're found, um, you know, the giant skeletons that are dotted about the overworld. Yeah. You find them at the depths below those. Oh, cool. So, if you want to go grab them, that's where they live. That's because when a link dies, he just grows and grows and grows. Like some sort of horror. <laughs> There's some other little side quests. A lot of these actually, some of these open up after you finish the mayoral election. There's one which kind of follows up on Reed trying to develop CC branded vegetables, um, which is a little bit of like a defense mini game thing where you've got to um, you've got to fight monsters until the sun rises because as they were trying to grow them, the monsters were coming and smashing them and they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't do it they couldn't grow them because of that so um you can take up charge and take the night watch and um yeah it's uh it goes quicker than you think but you do need to beat lots of style monsters and um defend the defend yeah, the patch it can be a little bit tricky as well like when that's because you're like on right on all the edge of a hill so if you Batter like the style, the enemies and knock their, their skulls down the hill. Like you know where you're doing it, unless you can get a arrow shot off in time. Mm-hmm. And Reed's there as well with his pitchfork. But I don't remember him mm-hmm. being up much used at all. I think you basically you have to defend him, right? Don't you? Most of the bark is yeah. I think I think it affects the quest as well. I think you're spot on. Yep. But uh, yep, the reward for this is a new a new type of vegetable. Look, <laughs> is it a pumpkin a vegetable? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's a root vegetable. Yeah, you get it the might, sun. Might be pumpkin. technically a fruit, I guess, but who cares? It's a it's a sun pumpkin, which um, does it do gloom stuff? It does do gloom stuff. Yes, um, but the effect I think isn't as potent as Sunderlines. However, Sunderlines are maybe more in limited supply than these, which you can actually end up buying at the uh, at the general store or just plucking them from the garden. So, If you're spending a lot of time in the sky, the Sunderlines aren't that hard to come by, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always... At the end of the game, I basically just cooked up as much gloom and sun stuff as I could, so it's always mm-hmm. nice to have extras of that. It comes in a very handy. Um, speaking about the dye shop, we mentioned it earlier on. Um, there's a new thing that you can get get at the dye shop as well. Um, so the guy at the dye shop says he wants to kind of expand his business from just um, from just dyeing um, clothes, and you can now actually get new paraglider designs here as well. So, um. 
which I, th- I I did enjoy. This is probably one of the few cosmetic things that I did engage with in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I although I've th- just been using the Cork one the whole time because Cork's are cute. No, as soon as I could get this, I think so you need the to main one. one. I was like one... side on rule all the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the you need to at least have one fabric to rework your paraglider to actually unlock this quest. But once you have it unlocked, yeah. you can then take pictures of various uh, monsters or animals to unlock new types of fabric. So I think the initial one is just a choo-choo. Yeah, he wants to do a regular choo-choo. And he, he literally says, like, not a fire choo-choo, not a thunder choo-choo, just a choo-choo. <laughs> just a choo-choo, just a regular blue choo-choo. Um, but once you do that, you, you've got the choo-choo fabric. You can get loads of monsters. There's a cuckoo uh, one... Um, horses, Lynels, Stalnoxes, Gleox, you can get a bear one. There you go, Luke. Oh, I should do that. Yeah, you're right. Um, Aerokudos and yeah, Elden like Ostrich. Fish, though, to be honest. Like, it's got to be like the rarest animal. Yeah, it's a specific type though. of bear you need to photograph as well. It's a grizzlemaw bear. But, oh yeah, this is well up your alley. Look, it's just like pictures of bears' faces across the paraglider. I don't know why you haven't done this yet. <laughs> I didn't not know true, about it. Not true friend of bears, look. Should be ashamed of yourself. Not yet. There you go. There's a quest for you. Uh, and I suppose the last mini quest, it's not part of a chain. Oh, there's two. Um, one, very quick, um, up at the farm, you can give um, the what, farmer there some acorns, which he needs for the cow's feed, and he'll give you milk. Um, so you can create this weird supply chain for cheese yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> acorns into milk into cheese if you really want to um but circle <laughs> circle of life um the last one which you can you kind of alluded to earlier Luke was uh, is called Manny's Beloved if you want to go yeah. into that yeah so Manny is I think he was up to this same nonsense in the first game as well He's just a pervy dude who's obsessed with... Well, he's like a lot of dudes. He's obsessed with a girl he's never spoken to. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants you to find out what she likes. And then you go up to talk to her and she's like, Oh, this creeper's been staring at me all day and now he's asking me what I like. I don't know. What, what weird question. I like uh, hot-footed frogs. That's actually what my dad likes, but who cares? And you go tell him, and he's like, Well, I'm going to get her a hundred frogs! Yeah, she she says she wants a hundred frogs, and he's like, oh, "That's a lot." Oh God, uh, can you get me ten? Um, help me out. <laughs> and this this simp actually goes and gets the other ninety. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, first game in Breath of the Wild, we're actually looking this year. He um, <laughs> the girl, a different girl that he was after there, says she she likes restless crickets and she wants a hundred. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I remember there was a very similar quest in the previous game. Yep. So but yeah, like classic how men who play video games think women work. You find out the thing they like and you give them enough, and then they have sex with you. <laughs> the hundred frogs. <laughs> oh. oh, she is clearly feeling froggy, you know. Is that, is that a phrase? Feeling froggy, yeah. I like, I have a frog in my throat. <laughs> That's another one, yeah. Feeling froggy, like feeling horny. You're feeling froggy, you jump. It's uh, insane, right? It's like. Kind of anxious. Oh, uh, uh, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense, yeah. Go for that one. But yes, there's um, that's it for kind of the spoiler quest. There's one more quest series that has a bit more involved into it, which we'll tackle next time. Um, and we'll also go up and visit Robbie and uh, see if he has any goodies for up us in, up in Hateno Lab. Uh, but that'll be all next time. So please make sure you join us for that. Till then, Luke, do the plugs. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Hyrule Field Pod. We're also on Facebook and YouTube. I should really go back to uploading these on YouTube. And uh, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius and there you'll find links 
to the other podcasts that we create, like the Game Game Show, a game show about games, like Luke Loves Pokemon, there's a couple of film podcasts, and of course, uh, there is still many, many episodes of Monster Mash with me, Jay, and Jess, talking about Monster Hunter, and uh, that will one day return when Monster Hunter doth return. And Jess, some sage words of advice for this week. Advice, that's asking a lot. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, just a question for like anybody listening and send in what your favourite vegetable is. I like chips. <laughs> chips. <Yeah. laughs> Potatoes and vegetables. <laughs> Sausage supper. Yeah. That's my favourite vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> Catch us next time. Cheerio. So long. Mm-hmm.